When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show. This is your host, Clint Lamb, and I'm not sitting here with Jimmy Stein. Jimmy and I tried to record this episode of the Bama on three show together. He's doing a little bit of traveling, uh, cell reception, and Wi-Fi. We're not being cooperative, and we know that we uh, didn't get anything out yesterday, so I definitely wanted to get something out on Thursday. So I'm riding solo today. It's just going to be me. I really wanted to hear Jimmy's thoughts on a lot of this stuff, but he's going to provide that on the Bama on three message boards. Um, you know, After I release the episode, he's kind of going to kind of give his reaction, and what we're doing today is something a little bit different. Uh, this entire episode is going to be dedicated to one question that a listener asked on Twitter, and you know we're going to have some fun with it. I've done this sort of thing when it comes to you know in written article form, but you know a lot has changed as far as Alabama adding new talent in the into the NFL. And and here's what the question is, and here's what we're going to be doing today. So this is from Brian P on Twitter. He asked one thing I think would be cool for you and Jimmy to discuss. If you were to clone every Alabama player in the NFL and put them on one team, how would they compare with other teams in the NFL? Would they be a Super Bowl contender? Would Mac be the starting quarterback? Given kicker is the only missing position, can J.K. Scott kick the extra points and have a semi-decent kickoff? And so one key point that I want to go ahead and bring up right out of the gate is the fact that he said cloning the NFL players. That is key here because um, when you're trying to collect a a roster of of nothing but Alabama NFL talent, if you were to go and take Derrick Henry and Julio Jones off of the Tennessee Titans offense, that would be a very drastically different, not nearly as effective offense. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to go through and, and, and really tinker with other NFL rosters, but you want to make an all Alabama NFL roster. So clone the players for Alabama, and that way they're still all on their same teams that they're typically on or that they would be in, in you know real life, I guess you'd say. But also we get to go through and talk about you know how an, an all-Alabama NFL roster would stack up this year and how I decided to do it and just to get some debate and, and you know make it a little bit more interesting. First of all, um, it is going to be a 53-man roster. There are several positions where Alabama has way more than the required number to make up a 53-man roster you know you don't want to just say oh we're going to throw all that talent have all that depth we're making the same kind of decisions that a, that an NFL GM would have to make and then on top of that we're also going to be having guys who are on the IR you know we're going to act like the IR doesn't exist right now you know Irv Smith Jr. Raekwon Davis um, Deshaun Hand uh, all these players who are currently on the IR for their respective NFL teams that, that doesn't exist. They are still eligible to be on this roster and be healthy. The same thing goes for NFL practice squads. Now, what we might do at the end, depending on time, is we might say, hey, a lot of these guys didn't make the 53-man roster, but we got 10 practice squad spots available. 
let's utilize those and some and throw some of these other Alabama players on there. And and that will, you know, make up for, you know, probably some of the decisions that I'm going to make that's going to upset a lot of people on here. But then also there are a few guys who are not currently on NFL rosters who are still going to be eligible for this. Now, guys like, you know, Rolando McClain, he hadn't played in years. Um, that he's not going to be eligible. Uh, guys like Marcel Darius, he's been out of the NFL for a couple of years now, and there's really no signs of him returning. Eddie Lacy, there's no signs of him returning to the NFL. Trent Richardson, no signs of him returning. So those guys are not going to be eligible. But guys like TJ Yeldon, he was on an, uh, an NFL roster last season. Hell Hint, just the tight end, on an NFL roster last season. Ron Anderson, he's been on one as recently as this year. Now, I don't think he's on one currently right now, but he would certainly be eligible. Uh, J.K. Scott, the punter, he was with the Packers um, as recently as, you know, back at, during uh, the preseason. He didn't make the 53-man roster. He ended up getting cut and losing out to another punter. He's available as a free agent, but he's going to be eligible for this roster. So just want to go ahead and put all those rules out there so you understand someone's probably going to forget or jump in my DMs or reply to this and, you know, say that they're upset that X player's not on this list and, you know, they weren't even eligible to be on it, but that's okay. It pretty much happens every time that we end up doing uh, one of these, or at least when I've done them in article form, and now we're going to do it in podcast form, I guess you'd say, so I'm looking forward to it. I know that Jimmy was too, and it's unfortunate that he can't be here, but we'll just dive right in with the quarterbacks. You know, Right now, I have four players who are eligible for this list, and yes, one of them is going to be questionable when it comes to Oklahoma fans. They're not going to be happy with the fact that I'm including Jalen Hurts but I am just because I think it adds to the conversation. He was at Alabama for several years um, and, you know, was a huge part of Alabama, whether it be, you know, on the field, off the field, great ambassador for the university. So I'm including him. And if Oklahoma wanted to, to include him as well, totally get that. And there are probably going to be some people out there who don't agree that I'm including him, but it is what it is. Uh, so the four players are Tua Tungavaloa, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, and A.J. McCarron. And for this 53-man roster, uh, I really debated whether I wanted to keep two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks. Ultimately, I ended up going with, uh, you know, keeping three. I'm keeping Tua Tungvaloa, I'm keeping Mac Jones, and I'm keeping Jalen Hurts. Now, one of the questions that, you know, Brian asked on Twitter was, you know, are you starting Mac Jones or are you starting Tua Tungvaloa? Well, I can go ahead and tell you, you know, a little bit of a spoiler alert for Jimmy's opinion because we had gotten a little bit into this podcast when – his internet started to cut out, but I'd already gotten his reaction with the quarterbacks. He said that he was starting Mac Jones. Me, um, I'm starting to a tongue of Aloha. Uh, me and him ended up disagreeing on that for all those people that say we don't disagree. Finally had a disagreement and, you know, kind of had some back and forth. And then, of course, uh, technology didn't cooperate, but it does exist. There is audio out there of him and I um, disagreeing on who we would start at quarterback. And, he made some great arguments, and I went back and forth with who I would start as well. You know, it wasn't easy for me, but I ended up going with Tua Tungvaloa because I think that a lot of his issues with the Miami Dolphins is the surrounding talent. He would have a run game, you know, with an all-Alabama NFL roster that would complement his ability as a passer. He would have a ton of receivers who are great at route running, who understand, you know, timing with him specifically – who, you know, and I think that, you know, when you talk about his accuracy and his, you know, ability to place the football, I think he would do extremely well when he would have, you know, I understand Devontae Parker is a good receiver, and sometimes you want to have those guys you can just throw up and go get it. That's not really Tua. You know, he's very pinpoint accuracy, 
you know, guys who create separation through their route running, they tend to thrive with him. I think it was a, a huge reason why it was so important for the Dolphins to get Jalen Waddle uh, for him in the offseason because he's one of those guys who can do that. And now, you know, they're considering trading him, but that's not a reflection on how I feel about him in the quarterback position. I think Mac would be a, a, an elite level backup option, but then also you got Jalen Hurts. And one of the big reasons, or a couple of the reasons why I think it's so important to have him as the number three on the the, the roster. That is not re- reflective of his ability as far as being an NFL quarterback. He's starting right now. He's doing pretty well. Um, there's still some limitations or some things that he's trying to work out, but I think on most NFL rosters, he would be the backup. I have him as the number three, um, and that's mostly due to the guys that are ahead of him, but he's going to serve two very important roles. One, I think it's very important to have a backup, or, you know, one of your backup quarterbacks be a true dual threat at the position because if you get a, a, a guy hurt and the backup has to come in, now granted in this instance it would be Mac Jones, but if there was any situation where you had to play a guy like Jalen Hurts or bring him in, his ability as far as being a dual threat guy and a, and a power dual threat runner at that would make it difficult in game for defenses to adjust. When you're playing against a Tua Tagovailoa style of offense, and he, if he's going to run the football, it's not going to be often. He's not going to you know, plow through people or try to run people over. Jalen Hurts is not that kind of guy. He's going to make you pay if you try to tackle him and try to punish you. And if you had to bring in a dual-threat quarterback like that in the middle of the game, I think it would be valuable. Also, Tua Tungvaloa and his inability to stay healthy. You know, I understand that he's had the injury-prone label for quite some time now. In college, he had several injuries. He's now coming off of that rib injury that he suffered this year. You know, he just hadn't been able to prove that he can stay healthy. And so you typically want to have three quarterbacks in those instances where you're dealing with a starter who, you know, kind of doesn't have the ability to stay healthy consistently, or at least he hadn't shown that up to this point. Moving on to the next position, we got the running backs. And there are seven who are eligible, uh, in my opinion, and it, this is where things start to get very difficult because you want to include a lot of these guys. They're all fan favorites and popular players, but you just can't do it. And, you know, you got a 53-man roster. you got to make some tough decisions. Uh, the seven guys are Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, Najee Harris, Mark Ingram, Kenyon Drake, and TJ Yeldon. Now, of those, I decided to keep four. And I still have some decisions to make. I have a 53-man roster I have to get down to. I currently have 54 players, so I might end up shaving this down to three. But I doubt it. I think that I'm going to want to keep four running backs uh, just because of the demands of the position. And I think that they're all way too talented to kind of leave off this list. But the four guys that I ended up going with were Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, and Najee Harris. And I love this combination of guys because Derrick Henry, you know, I think he's underrated as far as being a receiver but he's typically known as that workhorse style of running back. You're going to be able to ride him 30 times a game if you want. The problem with having this much talent is that some guys are going to have to take a back seat and not get a lot of work in a football game. But on top of having Derrick Henry, you also have you know Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris, who are both really good receiving backs. I think they would play great complementary roles. They could both handle you know being an every down running back. They've already proven that. Damian Harris, kind of the same situation. He's a good receiving back. He's a good runner, um, but, you know, so you got that true workhorse in Derrick Henry, but you also got some complimentary pieces as far as, you know, rotation and depth and also some guys who can catch some footballs and be elite-level receiving backs, especially Najee Harris. Now, at receiver, 
another situation where it's extremely difficult. I narrowed it down to seven players out of nine, or excuse me, I guess it was ten guys who were eligible. We'll start off with Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Smith, Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddell, Henry Ruggs III, Cam Sims, Robert Foster, and Gary Dieter. And the seven guys that I kept out of those ten are the seven first-round picks. Kind of just ended up working out that way. But even though I think Julio Jones is starting to get up there in age, I think his play is starting to decline a little bit. He's certainly going to be a guy who still makes the 53-man roster and still going to contribute. I just don't necessarily – I'm not 100% convinced that I would have Julio as a starter in this group. I know Amari would be a starter. Calvin would be a starter. You know, at that point it would be, you know, do you go with Julio Jones or do you go with a Devontae Smith, a Jerry Judy, a Jalen Waddle? you know, maybe a Henry Ruggs third. I think it just depends. You're going to have rotation there. You're going to be getting guys involved. I think at least four of those players are going to be heavily utilizing the offense, but it's just a matter of determining who starts. Um, but one issue that you have, you know, when you have all these playmakers, that receiver, um, and then you got a workhorse running back like Derrick Henry, who you're going to want to get the football at least, you know, 20, 25 times a game, if not more than that. I mean, how many offensive plays are there? And how many guys can you feed? The good part about it, is that we know that a lot of these receivers, Devontae Smith, Judy, Waddle, Ruggs, we know that those guys have worked in deep wide receiver groups. They're not selfish players. Uh, they block their tails off. They, they don't mind sharing the football. They're not diva receivers. Julio's never seemed that way. Amari's never seemed that way. And, you know, Amari himself is working with C.D. Lamb, and, and uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy, uh, 13. But anyways, so you know, you got those guys who are already working and competing with Amari Cooper. Oh, it's um it's Michael Gallup. There you go. There's the receiver. But beside the point, Amari Cooper's already having to work in a deep wide receiver group, is not seeing, you know, as many targets as maybe some of these other receivers who are the featured guys in their offense, and he doesn't seem to mind it much. So I think that they would work well together, but I think when you throw in that run game, it'd be difficult to keep every mouth fed. But anyways, we'll move to the final you know, pass catching weapon group or, you know, whatever you want to call it, the offensive skill players, and that's going to be the tight ends. There are four players, in my opinion, who are eligible for this list, but we're only going to be keeping three of them. And it wasn't, you know, I think they got a very solid one-two punch with O.J. Howard and Irv Smith Jr. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, you got – uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski, he's going to be the kind of the feature tight end when he's healthy. When he hadn't been healthy, O.J. Howard, you know, despite coming off of that, you know, Achilles injury, I think he's been pretty good. And I still think he can be a great number one tight end or, you know, a, a great number two tight end. You know, maybe just a decent or a solid number one, but a great number two. And then Irv Smith Jr. was a guy who, you know, doesn't mind being an inline guy, doesn't mind blocking, you know, kind of the same for Howard as well. But having those two guys, you got two tight ends who are athletic enough to split out wide, but they're also, you know, willing blockers and able blockers. But Irv Smith has been coming on for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, granted, he's on the, the injured reserve. He's out for the year. That doesn't count in this situation. He's fully healthy, and I think he would be a great pass-catching option. The other two players are Miller Forrestall and Hill Hentges, which we've already talked about how they're both eligible. Forrestall's on a practice squad, and Hentges is uh, um, he's you know currently a free agent, but I certainly think that he's been playing recently enough and contributing recently enough to be included in this list. But I'm going with Forrestall as the number three. Just he's on a practice squad. You know, hopefully he's not going to be you know heavily utilized, or you're going to need him a lot as a number three tight end. Allow him to get bigger and stronger. He's a good receiver. Still has some work to do as far as being a blocker, but 
you know, you typically don't want to get into your depth too much at the tight end position if you're talking about this all Alabama NFL roster. And the final offensive position group for Alabama is going to be the offensive line. And there were a lot of players who were eligible for this list. Um, I want to say there were 14 or 15 total offensive linemen. And I mean, I'm even debating rattling off all these names, but I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, you got Jonah Williams, you got Cam Robinson, you got Ryan Kelly, Landon Dickerson, Jedrick Wills, Deontay Brown, Bradley Bozeman, Alex Leatherwood, DJ Fluker, who's on a practice squad, James Carpenter, J.C. Hassenauer, Lester Cotton, Andre Smith, and Rosh Pierschbacher. That's a lot of names, and it was difficult to kind of I – mean, I say it was difficult. It really wasn't. Um, typically, you want to have nine or ten offensive linemen on your 53-man roster, but I think you can get by with eight if you've got some positional flexibility, and I think Alabama does. You know, right now i got uh, Jonah Williams starting at left tackle, but Cam Robinson has played left tackle and can certainly slide to that position if he needed to. Jedrick Wills is playing left tackle in the NFL. He could certainly do that if he needed to, but I have Wills currently at right tackle and Cam Robinson at left guard. You know, he's been playing left tackle. I think if you kicked him inside the guard, he would be even better there. Plus, you know, it keeps him on the left side to where he doesn't have to change his dominant hand and, and, you know, his kick steps and all those things. I think that would be a little bit more of a difficult transition. So him going from left tackle to left guard, I think is very reasonable. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And then at center, you got Ryan Kelly. Now, his backup is going to be Bradley Bozeman. I like that combination. Bozeman can also play, you know, uh, a guard position if you needed him to. But, you know, I have Cam Robinson at left guard. I have Landon Dickerson at right guard. Landon Dickerson can play left guard. He can play center. You know, all three interior offensive line spots he can play. I got Alex Leatherwood as his backup at right guard. Leatherwood can play left tackle. He can play right tackle. On the NFL level, you probably don't want him playing left tackle. He's been playing right tackle for the Raiders, but they've recently kicked him inside a guard. I think that might ultimately be a better spot for him on the NFL level, despite the fact that I think he's got to tackle his body. I just think that, you know, him working more in a phone booth and and you know pulling him and, and letting him use his athleticism that way in space, um, rather than having to handle speed off the edge, I think would be beneficial for him. And then of course, like I said, you have Jedrick Wills at right tackle. He can play left tackle and be a very high level left tackle. We've already seen that on the NFL level which I thought was crazy considering he had only played, you know, right tackle throughout his career. And then he makes that switch on the highest level and, and still performs extremely well. But I think he could also be a heck of a guard too. I've always said that I felt like he would be a very good offensive guard. And so there's positional flexibility there. So you got Jonah Williams, Cam Robinson, Ryan Kelly, Landon Dickerson, and Jedrick Wills as your starting five. And then you got Deontay Brown, Bradley Bozeman, and Alex Leatherwood all as your three depth guys. So pretty much the only guys who are being left out, DJ Fluker, James Carpenter, Lester Cotton, Andre Smith, all those guys, and Rosh Pierschbacher as well, all those guys are on practice squads. You know, a couple of those guys would probably end up on on this all-Alabama practice squad list. And then you got J.C. Hassenauer as well, who is, you know, a, a good 
rotational player. He's played a little bit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He can play center. He can play guard. But I just think there's too much talent in front of him as far as those interior spots. And so I, I left him off the list as well. But he would definitely be a player that would be on the practice squad. So that's going to do it for the offensive side of the football. Now it's time to talk a little bit about the defense because, you know, there's a lot of debates that's going on here as well. Um, you know, right now I currently have eight defensive linemen making the 53-man roster. I might have to cut that back, but the problem is is that there's some some depth issues at other spots that might make it to where you have to have eight defensive linemen. But we'll just have to see. So we'll, we'll start off with the defensive line, like I said. You got Dalvin Tomlinson. You got Ashawn Robinson, Isaiah Bugs, Deshaun Hand, Deron Payne, Quinny Williams, Jerron Reed, Damian Square, Jonathan Allen, Raquan Davis, Christian Barmore, and Johnny Dwight. That's a lot for three positions. I mean, you're talking about, what, 12 different players that you're trying to limit to, you know, seven, maybe eight spots. This is what I ended up going with. Dalvin Tomlinson, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Ashawn Robinson, Quinny Williams, Raquan Davis, Jerron Reed, and Christian Barmore. If there was a defensive lineman that had to get cut off this list at this point in time, it would probably be Christian Barmore. It could be maybe a, a, an Ashawn Robinson or a Jerron Reed. Those top five guys with Tomlinson, Payne, Allen, Davis, and Williams, all those guys are going to end up making this list, and all those guys are going to be your main rotational players. Um, and, of course, you'll have some other guys who are working in there as well. But um, the, the most difficult decision that I had to make was who ends up starting you know, between these guys. Um, Jonathan Allen, I think, is going to start. Deron Payne should start. You know, Dalvin Tomlinson, despite the fact that he might not have the name recognition of some of these other Alabama defensive linemen, and that might make fans think that he shouldn't be one of the three starters, he's a he's a good interior pass rusher. He's underrated in that area. He's a rock-solid run defender. I think it would be extremely difficult to keep him off the field. But, you know, you got Quentin Williams, and he's got to probably start somewhere. And then Raquan Davis and Ashawn Robinson, both are starting caliber defensive linemen, so is Jerron Reed. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 there's no way that you can fit those guys into one of those three spots. The, the four main ones that I was debating was Tomlinson, Payne, Allen, and Quentin Williams. That's kind of where I'm at with that internal debate going on. I did end up keeping Christian Barmore, but I am considering cutting him. The problem is, is when you move to the edge position or the outside linebackers, very, very thin at that spot. Uh, you have Ryan Anderson, you have Anthony Jennings, and you have Terrell Lewis. You know, Ryan Anderson is not currently on an NFL roster. Been a good guy or a good player in a 3-4 defense. He was on the New York Giants there for a while. Was not able to make the roster. Good run defender. You know, limited as far as being a pass rusher. Anthony Jennings, same situation. Think they both would be, you know, ideal depth players. But I don't know necessarily that I want them starting. I think Terrell Lewis, from a starter's ability, you know, he's got the ability to stop the run. He's got a high pass rushing ceiling. I think it would be fine as far as being one of the exterior pass rushers. He's doing some good things for the uh, the Los Angeles Rams right now. That other outside linebacker spot, I think it would be somewhat of a weakness. Now you do have players such as Dante Hightower, you know, Reggie Ragland a little bit. You got Rashawn Evans if you needed him to. All three of those players who are going to be making the 53-man roster at linebacker can shift out and play some edge if you needed them to. So that's where you're going to bolster your depth a little bit. And it might be why we're able to only keep, you know, seven defensive linemen and get under that, you know, to that 53-man point rather than having 54. But speaking of the the off-ball linebackers or the inside linebackers in this 3-4 defense, Dante Hightower is certainly going to make it positional flexibility, 
you know, great run stopper, great playmaker, you know, getting up there in age a little bit, but he's still young enough, you know, where he's still going to be one of your leaders and impact players on your defense. CJ Mosley is back after taking it, you know, he, he, a couple of years ago, he was out for the year when he first signed with the New York Jets. And then last year he took 2020 off due to COVID. He's back. He's making a lot of plays for that Jets defense. He would certainly be probably one of your starters as well. The backups to those two guys, Reggie Raglan, Rashawn Evans, and Mac. The other two players who I don't have making it would probably try to work them out of the practice squad, Sean Deon Hamilton and Dylan Moses. Dylan Moses is the one that, you know, if he was able to get healthy and regain form from a couple of years ago, I think he would end up making the 53-man roster and be a heck of a playmaker, and he's got some of that inside-out ability as well. But with where he's at as far as, you know, I understand that the is not supposed to count, and maybe I shouldn't, but just the the assumption that he's going to to recapture that form and be that player, I can't make that leap right now. So, you know, what does that leave us with? Right now, we currently have eight defensive linemen, three outside linebackers, that's it, and five off-ball linebackers making the 53. Now, the secondary is a little bit different because there are, you know, a, a lot of quality guys. Now, granted, we've, we've seen that with the defensive line. We've seen that with the offensive line at wide receiver. But with the defense, uh, the defensive backs, it's uh, you know it's difficult to not only find who's going to make the roster, but who's going to be starting. You know, at corner, it's not that difficult. Trayvon Diggs and Marlon Humphrey, two of the best cornerbacks in the NFL right now, that makes plenty of sense. You know, Patrick Sertan and and Anthony Averett being the backups, and then Levi Wallace also making it. That isn't overly difficult. We had five cornerbacks make it. Those were the five. the 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 one that didn't was Drake Kirkpatrick. You know, at one point in time, he probably would have made the list. He doesn't in this instance. He's gotten kind of over the hump. He's currently with the San Francisco 49ers, played for the Arizona Cardinals recently. He's just not the same player he once was. So he's the cornerback that gets left off the list. At star, even though Minka Fitzpatrick has become one of the best safeties in the NFL, you know, he's got the versatility to play star. That's probably where Alabama would want him on an all-Alabama NFL roster. Xavier McKinney has the ability to play, you know, safety. He can play corner if you needed him to. He can play star. He can play dime if you needed him to. He did a lot of different things for Alabama's defense. And because they have so much depth at safety, I have Minka Fitzpatrick as the starting star, and I have Xavier McKinney as the backup star. The one that I don't have making the list is Tony Brown. He's currently on the Las Vegas Raiders practice squad. He doesn't make the list. And then at safety, you got Eddie Jackson, and either Kareem Jackson or Ronnie Harrison starting as your two starting safeties. They all three make the roster. You have Landon Collins, who is also going to make it. He's starting to get up there in age. The Washington football team is currently playing him in sort of a, a safety linebacker hybrid role. He's starting to see decreased amounts of snaps. I think he could also play in the box as a linebacker as well, especially if you were having to use a Dante Hightower or Rashawn Evans or someone like that out on the exterior. You could then also uh, kind of bump Landon Collins up and have him playing some off-ball linebacker as well. But those are your four safeties. And like I said, had a hard time trying to decide between Kareem Jackson and Ronnie Harrison Jr. You know, Harrison just hadn't really been able to stay healthy recently. Good player. Still don't know what his ceiling is going to be on the NFL level. Kareem Jackson had a very good career at corner, is now playing safety and playing at a very high level. And so he would probably end up getting the nod, but you'd also see a lot of Ronnie Harrison as well. The two guys who didn't make it, who were also, you know, eligible for the roster, 
were Deontay Thompson and Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Clinton Dix, former first-round pick, never quite lived up to that hype, has had some good seasons, was good there for a while, but he's kind of bounced around NFL teams. He's currently with the Raiders as well, I think. It wasn't really a super difficult call. And then Deontay Thompson, good player at Alabama, very rangy uh, safety, just you know hadn't been able to put it all together. One or maybe both of those guys would end up making the practice squad, but the 53-man roster, that was a pretty easy decision. Now, the final group is going to be special teams, and we have to understand we're getting an extra spot on special teams because Alabama doesn't have a true kicker in the NFL. That's going to change here in a couple of years uh, with Will Reichard, but as of right now, you're looking at a long snapper and a punter. You know, Like I said, J.K. Scott, he's not currently on an NFL roster right now, but he's eligible for this list. I still think he could be a good punter in the NFL. He's also got some experience kicking extra points. That's probably what you'd be using him for. You'd have to use him as your field goal kicker. You know, I wouldn't feel great about that, but you know, you, you got to do what you got to do until Will Riker gets on the NFL level. The two long snappers, the debate was between Carson Tinker and Thomas Fletcher. I think it's a toss up. You could go with either one. I think when Thomas Fletcher is healthy, he's younger. You know, he's got more longevity to him probably at this point in his career, but Carson Tinker has also played in the NFL for quite a while. He's played for the Jaguars. He's played for, you know, several NFL teams. And so he's now with the, the Super Bowl, the reigning Super Bowl champions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He might end up, you know, sticking around for a while with them. Just depends. But, you know, it's really a toss-up. Go with either one of those two guys that you wanted to. I think you'd be absolutely fine. So let's do a count, both the offense and the defense. Quarterbacks, you got three. Running backs, you got four. Wide receiver, seven. Tight ends, three. Offensive line, eight. Defensive line, eight. Edge players or outside linebackers, three. Off-ball linebackers, inside linebackers, five. Cornerbacks, five. Safeties, six. Special teams, two. That is a total of 54 players. We've got to be able to eliminate one. Do we eliminate the number three quarterback? Do we go with you know one less defensive lineman? You know, we could go with maybe one less off-ball linebacker because you have the ability to play Landon Collins up there, but then you're starting to get into your depth a little bit at safety. But then you got Minka Fitzpatrick and Xavier McKinney who can both play safety as well, even though they're playing star in this defense. You know, what what do you end up doing? I think Mac Wilson's ability or his history at Alabama on special teams would be extremely valuable. But, you know, this is going to come down to Jalen Hurts, Christian Barmore, or Mac Wilson, who's going to be the one that gets left out um, right here on the fly? I'll go ahead and say that Mac Wilson gets left off of this list. It was a tough decision, uh, but that's my 53-man roster for Alabama. Now it's a question of how good would this group be? You know, could they win a Super Bowl? Would they win their division? You know, how good? How bad? It's tough to really say. You know, I, I do think that one issue that you would have, and we've already talked about it a little bit, is you know, you've got so many playmakers who are deserving of touches offensively, um, guys who are starting caliber players. Do they accept, you know, a, a backup, you know, rotational role? You know, if you're Devontae Smith and you're Jerry Judy and you're Jalen Waddell, you know, do you feel like that you're definitely willing to concede targets and you're totally a selfless player when it comes to, you know, allowing other wide receivers to thrive? But are you willing to go sit on the bench, you know, for a majority of the game and your snap count and your target share are decreasing and all these things are hap happening simultaneously? If you're, you know, Damian Harris or Najee Harris or Josh Jacobs, are you willing to sit on the bench and watch Derrick Henry get 30 touches a game, which is when Derrick Henry is at his best? 
that's something that you can't really answer. From a pure talent standpoint, if you took personalities out of it, I think this team would be extremely good defensively, got some very good players, got some areas where there's you know some concern. Like I said, an outside linebacker, I think you got okay players, but you would really need a lot. And the good part about it is you've got some good interior defensive linemen that can apply pressure. Quentin Williams is a good interior pass rusher. Jonathan Allen is a great interior pass rusher. You know, and Terrell Lewis, he would really need to hit his ceiling. You need to have that one outside linebacker, that one exterior threat from a pass rushing standpoint to complement what you got on the interior. And if they could get that from Terrell Lewis, I think defensively they would be pretty good. Like I said, two of the top cornerbacks in the NFL, Minka Fitzpatrick, playmaker on the back half, Eddie Jackson, playmaker on the back half. Um, you, you know, you can mix and match, and you might end up having different guys starting, but you got depth and you got competition. That's going to make everybody better. Um, you know, the defensive front, stopping the run shouldn't be a problem. Getting after the quarterback is by far, like I said, the main concern, but you got some, you know, you got some options there and how you generate your pass rush. The offensive line, uh, I think you have plenty of options there. You know, like I said, you got versatility. All three of those backup players, maybe not Deontay Brown, but Bradley Bozeman and Alex Leatherwood, they're both potential starting caliber offensive linemen on top of the five guys that you have starting. So you got some depth uh, along your offensive line as well. So I would probably say that this team would be very good. I think Tua would be at his absolute best. People right now are criticizing him with the Miami Dolphins. A lot of his issues, lack of protection, think he would get it with this all-Alabama group. Lack of weapons, think he would get it with this all-Alabama group. You know, a complimentary run game, a complimentary defense, at least to some degree, think he would get those things. Question then becomes coaching staff. I mean, I don't even know – you know, is it Nick Saban coaching it? You know, do you have to take a, an offensive coordinator from the NFL level like a Brian DeBall or, you know, a defensive coordinator? I don't even know what you would end up doing. I guess Jeremy Pruitt's up there on the NFL level right now. Maybe, you know, that's who you would pull as your defensive coordinator, which I think would be fine. I think if you had Nick Saban, you know, Brian DeBall and, or Dable, you know, people call them both. I don't know which one it is, to be quite honest. But, and then uh, Jeremy Pruitt is your defensive coordinator. That coaching staff, you know, just starting at that point, I think would be solid. But that's really not the point. The point is the players, and I think that Alabama would do pretty well with this group. I think uh, it would definitely be competing for a division title. I think that if you get some issues fixed as far as you know how you're going to distribute the football and personalities, like like I said, if you could eliminate that, this team would be one of the best in the NFL. The fact that you're not able to eliminate that, I don't know how much it comes into play. But either way, this has been fun. We're going to get Jimmy's take on this on the the message boards. And then we'll talk a little bit about it when we're finally able to hop on and just any kind of explanation that he wants to make on why he made certain decisions, then uh, we'll certainly let him do that. And for you guys, anybody out there, if you want to change some things up, add some guys, drop some guys off, you know, from what I've said, as far as your starters are concerned, you want to put other players in there. You want to put Mac over to, uh, you think Jalen maybe would be the best option to be the quarterback. Certainly, uh, you know, let us know. We, you know, I'm going to be putting this on the message boards. You can type in your responses there. You can, you know, at me on Twitter um, or, you know, DM or whatever you want to do. But I thought this was a great question, you know, by by Brian. And when he asked it, it I was like, we got to spend an entire episode on this. Wasn't expecting to talk for almost 40 straight minutes by myself. I got to be honest. Uh, but either way, we want to bring you guys the content and we're certainly willing to do what, whatever it is that we need to do in order to make that happen. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully, Jimmy will be back with us tomorrow. That's not a guarantee. If not, I will be doing the episode again myself. But uh, certainly stick around for that, and we'll talk to you guys soon. This has been the Bama on 3 Show, and I'm your host, Clint Lamb.